0: and focus on the goodness of God's love for you and me. We're talking about the Gospel the Good News. I'm Mike Kapler, Joel Brzezinski with me here on Growing in Grace. Man,
1: in this heat and humidity, it's hard to let my hair down. It gets all frizzy.
0: Oh, I just got the type <laughs> well, of hair. <laughs> I've always man. had that problem, but I'm having an even bigger problem with that these days. Letting my hair down isn't going to happen anymore, I don't think. <laughs> But it is
1: good to take a deep breath and get a breath of fresh air and enjoy the goodness of God and the gospel and everything that he has provided for us. And that's kind of what we're doing here on Growing in Grace week after week. And we've been taking some time, Cap, um, over the last few weeks, and maybe we'll spend a little bit more time on this, a few more weeks maybe, on uh, what we're calling game changers, things that, well, you know, maybe at one point in our Christian life we saw things one way. Maybe we were taught things a certain way, uh, perhaps kind of legalistically, or maybe we uh, even we ourselves might have even... Just that's the way we interpreted things when we read the Bible uh, based upon what else we'd been taught. But and but then suddenly you read something, you hear something, uh, and the lights go on. And, uh, you know, a light flashes over your, a light bulb appears over your head. And, you, ah, yes, I get it. I get it now. Uh, I see things differently. Eureka! <laughs> And, uh, and it just provides just a you know breath of fresh air for you, and uh, you're relieved, and you're able to um, enter more and more into that rest that God has promised us. And so we're going to be talking about some more of these Game Changers this week.
0: Yeah, one thing that I think we're going to have to do, Joel, is go back and listen to these programs that we've been calling Game Changers and, and uh, put the bullet points down on a piece of paper oh, so we yeah. can kind of go through them real fast maybe when we're done on this little game changer series that we're doing because it would be kind of nice just to have a list of them we're trying not to spend a ton of time elaborating on them because they are by by the by and large they are things that we've talked about in in uh... in our broadcasts over the years but here we are uh, with uh... these little nuggets that that did bring some real changes into our our thinking and into our lives and so uh, but that's something I think we ought to do is, is list them out.
1: That would be a really good idea. I think we could, uh, like you say, take some time, listen to the program's bullet points, just kind of highlight the, 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 the points that we made and and somehow make that available to people. Yeah, definitely
0: something yeah, to do. starting with me. Make it available to me first, <laughs> you then can, you, then everybody I you were the else. one
1: that was going to be making the list. <laughs>
0: and, the, and then the last shall be first. That's why I'm going first, so I can be last.
1: All right, and you'll get the last laugh. <laughs> Even though these there things are funny, right Dude, we're serious here, man. We're serious. Well, anyway, some serious stuff. If Cap, have you ever read the Old Testament? <laughs> some, <laughs> some of those stories. Oh, oh, I'm uh, I think it was um Oh, I can't think. Malcolm Smith, I think one time he—I can't remember his exact quote—but he said, "If you know, you don't need to watch soap operas on TV. Uh, just read the Old Testament if you want some uh, high drama and uh, some adultery and some uh, kill—you know, murder and things like that." Really, just pick up the Old Testament and start reading, and you're guaranteed to find some of this stuff. And so that's kind of our first point this week here on Game Changers is that, you know, one thing that really just changed things for me is when I realized that there were there were people like uh, David, you know, King David, Noah, Abraham, even you know the father of our faith, Uh, these people who did some pretty nasty things to other people and yet they were included either in Hebrews 11, Hall of Faith, as, as people of faith, or somehow in the Bible were credited as being people of great faith, people, a man after God's own heart, that's what David was called, You know, Peter denied Christ, and and so many times you look at Peter's life, and you think, he just doesn't get it. He wasn't getting what what Jesus was trying to show him, and Jesus stuck with him, stayed with him, didn't leave him, didn't forsake him. Um, In fact, handed him over the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, as as he called it. And all these people, Rahab the harlot, she's listed in Hebrews 11 as the harlot Rahab. And she's listed as a person of faith. So it just amazes me uh, that some of these people could do some pretty nasty things and yet, uh, yet be credited with, with great faith in the Bible.
0: Yeah, the Old Testament. You're, you're right about the so-proper thing. I, I think that uh, you know lies, deceit, people who never seem to work, unhappy marriages, and the list goes on. And, of course, the, the Old Testament is often so, so misunderstood by, by many, including myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank well, goodness for the new, <laughs> the new covenant. Um, but you're right. In, in Hebrews chapter 11, here, this could be a game changer for somebody out there to come to the realization that the writer in Hebrews, uh, talking about this new covenant, comparing it to the old throughout most of the book, and then taking time out here in Hebrews 11, to, to point out some of these people, as you said, Joel, Rahab the harlot. I mean, even identifying her that way tells you something. Uh, but she's in the hall of faith. David the murderer, the adulterer, Moses the murderer. And the list goes on. And and these are just some of the people that, you know, that what they did didn't necessarily affect faith mm-hmm. and, and and who they really were. Uh, David, uh, the, the man after God's own heart. I mean, even though he made mistakes, and some of them were big ones, <laughs> mm-hmm. probably uh, at least as big as anything that you've ever done. Just think about that. I mean, and the reason this is so important, Joel, is because there are a lot of people, I was one of them, I'll bet you were. In fact, I'll bet most of the people listening, at least at one time in their life, were in the same mentality, the same position in their thinking, and that is, I've done something wrong. I, I'm now not sure where I stand with God. God is going to be angry at me. I, I'm not going to be able to receive the blessings that God has for me because of how I, I let him down, how I blew it, how I did the wrong thing. And, and then they they never really experience the the fullness of the life of Christ. I mean, the life of Christ, it's there. It's just that they never really are able to experience it the way God would like them to.
1: Mm-hmm, yep, indeed. And and it's just uh, that is definitely a mindset that we really do need to change in the church today because so, so many people, like you say, Cap, and I was like this, and like you said, you were like that, and got this mindset that when we do something wrong, that God is suddenly against us, that we've got to get back quote into his good graces which is an oxymoron and uh, it's it, that we've got to somehow make ourselves right with him again or he's going to have his face turned from us. I even saw somebody on Facebook just uh, yesterday or today saying that you know if if you're living in sin then you're not going to be able to hear from God. But that that's not the point. That's that misses the point of the gospel uh, that we've all done some pretty nasty things, some nastier than others, but God remains faithful to us because our behavior, while he may or may not be, quote, pleased with some of the things that we do, it doesn't affect the fact that we are his beloved children, that he loves us more than we can even imagine, and that he never leaves us. He never turns his back on us, even when we do stuff, like, even if we did some of the stuff like what David did or uh, Abraham or uh, Rahab the harlot or or Peter denying Christ and all, and all this stuff? He never turns his back on us, uh, because he is so faithful and so full of grace. You know, far beyond what we can imagine, and so uh, we need to get this mindset right that that he's for us even when uh, we've messed
0: up. Yeah, and you know these these were people who were, you know, under the old covenant too. I mean they. Christ had not died and and righteousness had not been revealed yet, the righteousness of God by faith. And and you mentioned Abraham, Joel. I mean, you talk about a guy making a big mistake. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it hadn't been for Abraham's mistake, we wouldn't have many of the problems in the world today that we see between Israel and other nations. And uh, I don't want to get into details about this. I don't want to get into a political discussion. I'm just saying... One of the reasons why the world is not experiencing a- any kind of real peace is because of the, of the mistake that Abraham uh, made with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thinking that he was going to take things into his hands. God, God made him a promise, and Abraham thought, well, I want to be a doer of the word, you know? And so Abraham took it upon himself to try to fulfill that promise that God made to him, and, and uh, so that was a big mistake.
1: Yep, Abraham made that mistake and even the the lying when he a couple different times when he went into a different country and and uh, lied about uh, his, you know, Sarah being his wife uh all so that he could save his own butt basically. <laughs> he lied <laughs> to save himself and uh, it worked, but uh, yet you know, I'm just, the the point being, in, in well, he got found out, but I mean, in the end, everything was okay. But still, the point being that he did some pretty nasty things, and in, in, um, David f- sending uh, Bathsheba's husband to the front lines of war purposely to make sure that he got killed. Yeah, that's just, that's not, not a very nice thing. <laughs> but yet, and, and I don't think God was happy with that. I think the Bible even says that it displeased the Lord, but... Just because our actions may not line up with the reality of who we are in Christ and might not line up with, you know, righteousness and holiness as far as it being lived out, that doesn't mean that God is turning on us or anything like that. Well, you know, Cap, we said we wanted to just kind of go through some of these things quickly. I think this one in particular we— we spent more time on, but we've got some other things to talk about uh, as uh, the weeks go on, kind of relating to some of this, and I think um, real quickly, I'll just end with uh, with this one. A few years, several years ago, Cap, this is what revolutionized my life, and you know, you, I, I've shared this story on our program before, and Cap, you were a big part of this, because back in the day, you and me, when I was still kind of uh, in that legalistic mindset, you were learning about grace, and We would have these conversations at the radio station that we used to work at, just kind of, you would just be sharing little nuggets of grace with me, and, you know, a lot of it was sinking in, some of it was, I was pondering, Uh, I don't even remember the exact content of some of those conversations, but one of those conversations that stuck out to me, uh, you were talking, saying various things, then all of a sudden, just as part of the conversation, you said, God isn't angry with you anymore, and that just like that's when one of those light bulbs went off in my head. <laughs> God is not angry with me. It's one of those things where I, I, I knew it. You know, I knew that in a sense that he wasn't angry with me because I knew about God's grace. I knew that he was love and all these things, but I didn't really get that he wasn't angry with me. that he was full of love toward me and and grace and mercy and kindness he is for me not against me that's something that you've said on our program a lot cap that god is for you and so you know that thing right there god despite everything we've ever done god is not angry with us he's for us Uh, that's a game-changing thing for me cap
0: all right so we'll talk more about that Next week, I realize some of the legalists who tune tune into our program, they're probably going to be mad that we're going to be talking about this subject again. But uh, we'll hit on that and some other game changers next week here on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more... Growing in Grace.